welcome to another edition of ATL Prime Sports. I'm JJ Jurjevich. Joining me this evening is our fabulous producer, Wayne Ridenauer in Memphis, Tennessee. And of course, my co-host for the evening, Todd T.C. Quarter on the other side of Atlanta. And you can find us all at ATL Prime Sports on Facebook, X or Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, YouTube, and of course, Apple and Spotify. Our personal Twitters at JJ Get You One for myself at RWY Jr. for Wayne, and at Quarter Todd for TC Todd Quarter, and at LG for Real Though for Larry Gardner, who is absent tonight, doing his thing on the farm for the Rome Braves. How's everybody doing? I'll tee it off, man. I'm doing great, but not as well as the HBCU Go app. It's the best place to catch all 107 HBCU schools from the SWAC to the SIAC. Download the HBCU Go app today and catch five, five free football games, including the Chicago Football and Southern Heritage Classics. Wayne, how you doing tonight, man? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, we're uh, excited about the, you know, football getting started here in Memphis. Uh, as, as of yet, I don't know how the Memphis Tigers are going to be shaping up, but uh, I'm just glad we don't have to play uh University of Santa, uh, Texas, uh, San Antonio, because uh, they're a tough team. A tough team, new look, in, yeah. new look in the AAC over there, and you know they're they're doing a, a crazy stunt. Memphis uh, is yeah. sixty dollars, and yeah. then if if they win the game, yeah, you get tickets to the next one, right? Right. Pretty so. cool. Try and get as many butts in the seats is awesome. I wish more schools would do it. Todd, how you doing tonight, buddy? Fantastic. A top 25 team is the University of Texas, San Antonio, and you're right. To avoid them, <laughs> would be good. You want to play them later than sooner. Uh, speaking of apps, uh, I'll have St. Petersburg Prep, a high school out of New Jersey, taken on Creekside at Morehouse College Saturday at 430. It'll be on the Game Mike app. Go to, the, uh, go to Max Preps. Uh, go under the uh, where Creekside is playing uh, St. Petersburg Prep for 99 cents. Push play, and you'll get the play-by-play from myself, and I can't wait to do it. Two highly ranked teams in high school football, and uh, should be a good one. It'll all be hot and humid, 100 degrees at kickoff. They moved the kickoff from 2.30 to 4.30 uh, because there's a game after that, and at least one of them won't be in the high heat. What's on tap for today's show? We have Lorencia Moten, play-by-play and sideline reporter for HBCU Go. How many Braves wins will they finish the season with? Or I should say, let me reverse that. How many wins will the Braves finish the season with? And sticking with the win total theme, how many wins did the Falcons get? Plus our final thoughts, that's what's on tap. Now let's welcome in our guest. Lorencia Moten of the HBCU Go app, sideline reporter, play-by-play color commentary, kind of a jack-of-all-trade. Lorencia, <laughs> welcome to the show. How are you this evening, and thanks for coming on. Hi, I'm doing great. Thank you guys so much for having me. What a warm welcome. So happy to be here. Well, we're glad to have you. Tell our listeners who aren't familiar with you what you do with HBCU Go. Well, coming up September 2nd, that's our football season. That's when we all start. So I'm going to be sideline reporting our cable games. We do cable and syndicated games for the CIAA, the SIAC, SWAC conferences. So I'll be sideline reporting, but I do do color and play-by-play for basketball season. That's what you mentioned. So you hit it on the nail. 
Awesome, awesome. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll knock it out the park with the first question. The preseason HBU, HBCU All-Americans were released. Five SIAC players made the list, including wide receiver Jacquez Jones from Lane, Jalil Lenore from Central State, and punter Ryan Duff from Tuskegee. What does this mean for Division II football and the SIAC? Well, you know, I got the chance to cover the SIAC media day that took place in Atlanta, Georgia at the College Football Hall of Fame. And just the feeling overall was a feeling of excitement from every single team. You know, when they did the rankings, regardless of placement, coaches were super excited and they seemed to have turned over a new leaf. So I'd say that everyone's excited to make their mark and the commissioner is super, you know, um, He's making a big deal out of the viewership rights. So with us, HBCU Go, being able to have more games televised and just give these athletes the um, representation that they deserve. Well, speaking of the SIAC Media Day, I was there too. And that's when I recognized you when you came on the screen and I saw you on your Twitter feed and, and everything. And I, I know you were quite busy that day and have time to say hello. I was busy myself. And. You know, media day is the start of the season. Even though it was in July, they also had the SIAC Hall of Fame, which was really a good idea by the conference to 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 do that, to promote it. Um, you know, when I look at the SIAC this year, Lorencia, I, I, I see Fort Valley State. They have the most preseason conference players. I know that Benedict is a defending champ. But I tell you what, I see Fort Valley winning this conference this year, and I like it that we're going to one division instead of two. For one reason, you're going to get the two best teams in the championship game for sure. And maybe the other reason I don't like it is because some of these teams are going to be out of the race quicker than they normally would when you split up the division. Because last year in the West, there were only five teams. And... um you know, four of them were in it until the last week, which was really exciting for a school like Kentucky State and Central State. What are your thoughts on the conference this year and, and everything else? Great question, Todd. Well, I got the chance during media day, and I wish you said hi now. <laughs> it's fine. We'll see each other again. We'll cross paths again. <laughs> you know, it was crazy that day. Yeah, no, it was it was crazy, but um, in a good way. And um, I got the chance to sit down with the commissioner, and he was just talking about the changes, some of the changes that he's able that he has been able to make, and um, just the idea that it's going to make the conference more competitive. And like I talked about before, that's kind of the feeling that I got. All of these athletes and coaches are super eager, and regardless of where they placed, everyone has a chance. I mean, you're not too far for Fort Valley State, but. For our first game, actually, for the Carolina Classic, Benedict College against Shaw's, who we're going to be covering on HBCU Go. So that's going to be a really big game, and I'm going to be covering it, doing sideline. And I think that's going to be a big telltale sign to see um, how Benedict College comes out, whether they're going to, you know, ignite that. Is it going to ignite that fire, or are they going to be complacent? So I'm excited to see. And then I'll let you know. After the first game, I'll let you know if I think Fort Valley State is going to take that, that W in the end. You're listening to Lorencia Moten right here on ATL Prime Sports. You can find Lorencia on Twitter or X at Lala M O T E N. That's L A L A M O T E N, correct? That's correct. I believe I got that right. You did. Uh, well, let's stick with the SIAC theme. Well, I called Tuskegee and Kentucky State last year, and a player really stood out to me, Antonio Meeks. 
from my hometown right here in Lilburn, Georgia. Went to Shiloh High School, a rival of my high school football in Parkview. So uh, I want to talk about Antonio Meeks and Tuskegee. Where do you see Tuskegee finishing in the standings? Well, Tuskegee has always had a competitive program. I mean, they're rich with so much history within the HBCU realm. So they're not a team that you could ever look over. But um, for this upcoming year, I think they would fall in the middle. Um, pretty similar to kind of how they've been in the past because it's super competitive and I feel like sure. they're a pretty young team in comparison to the other rosters on other teams. So, you know, it's up in the air, but they're not a team that you can count out ever. And Antonio Meeks is a great player. Very fun to watch. Great physical player on the outside. Great route tree. You got to love that as a coach. Smart player. He always seems to be making the play. Just always seems to be making the play. Lorenzi, I'll tell you what, now, you know, you mentioned Tuskegee. Gosh, I see them up in the top three or four. That's interesting. You know, it's a program, you mentioned it, a ton, a ton of history. Um, I mean, just players galore. And it's, you know, they're going through a coaching change, you know. They had a coach there for years. But, I mean, you know, this year, Aaron James in his first year coming in, uh, you know, it's, he's taken, taken over a pretty good program that it's stacked with players. Vincent Hill is another really good one for Tuskegee. They got a lot of talent. They have a lot of tradition. That game against Miles, I mean, I, the first game I ever did in the SIAC back in 2019, I did the Western Division Championship game. Miles happened to win it. Uh, but I tell you what, there were 40,000 people there. You know, the eight to 10,000 packed in the stands. But the RVs, atmosphere all around. I mean, I had to get a police escort to get me in there. And I was super early for the game. I still was early, not as early as I like, because I had to have a police escort get me in there. I mean, that is something that, uh, you know, a lot of teams don't have in this conference quite yet, but they're working on it. I mean, I mean, home field advantage is something that is undeniable, right? I mean, when you feel the atmosphere, you know, those fans are going to rally behind you. That will give you that extra push, you know, so that's something X's and O's can't necessarily draw up. So we'll just have to see how they pan out. But um, like you mentioned, Tuskegee has an amazingly rich history um, in football of winning. Listen to, go ahead, Todd. Oh, it's good. I didn't say anything. You know what? Uh, speaking of rich in tradition. Uh, head coach Willie Slater is now here in town at Clark Atlanta. I've got to know him the last five years. The dean of SIAC coaches. You know what he did at uh, at Tuskegee, and they almost nipped Tuskegee last year when Clark Atlanta played him. I I know that game is that is circled on his wagon. That'll be interesting if he gets them in year two. Clark Atlanta going through a rebuild, but I tell you what, they did get a lot of players. And the transfer portal, and they still weren't done. Amazingly, at SIAC Media Day, they've got a really couple good players in Ronnie West and Cameron Ivy. I wonder if this team's going to sneak up on some folks. Definitely. And I mean, we have five SIAC games that we're going to be broadcasting on HBCU Go, so the fans can definitely check them out there. A five-camera setup. I mean, this is an immaculate – it's going to be an immaculate broadcast. Um, so I'm super excited to see how the players also um, – play knowing that, you know, this will be the first time that they've actually had this sort of broadcast for this conference. So I'm excited to see what they do knowing that as well. Speaking of uh, improved broadcast, we'll talk about who I feel is going to be 
improved in the SIAC. And I think Central State might be the most improved team. Second team, Brandon Brock, wide receiver, another playmaker there on the outside for Kevin Porter. They're going to throw it around. They got another guy on the defensive preseason All-American team. We just talked about Lenore. This team's got playmakers all over the place. I think Central State will be the best, most improved, I should say the most improved team. Who do you see as the most improved team from the bottom last year? I wouldn't say too much of a team overall, but I would say one player that I see having the biggest jump would be Lubert Danielius. And I mean, he was the defensive player of the conference, but I still, he's only a junior, right? And I got to talk to yeah. him during media day and um, his work ethic that he talked to me about and his off season workouts, I think are really going to give him a push. And this could be his breakout year and potentially put him to the league. And that's something that HBCU players, um, it's a big deal for them to go to the next level the professional level when you had a comment go ahead and get it yeah. all right well you know memphis has kind of a connection with the siac uh through uh mostly basketball because we've got uh lamo and owen college here the magicians and they usually have a really good basketball team and also uh, a former point guard for you know the memphis tigers uh andre turner is the coach at uh Oh, I forgot the name of that school now. It's one that I think Todd had covered one time. Uh, Lane College. That's it. That's it. And, uh, awesome. and uh, also, we, you know, as far as football goes, we have the American Heritage Cla or the uh, Southern Heritage Classic here. And what you're now going to have to get used to calling the Simmons uh, Liberty Bowl, which is kind of weird for me. It's still going to be the Liberty Bowl to me. But um, do you know if the HBCU Go app will uh, continue on into the basketball season? Oh, yeah, we're definitely going to be continuing right. on into the basketball season for sure. I could definitely tell you that. And you talked about the Southern Heritage Classic. We're actually going to be covering that on HBC yeah. Go for the SWAC conference. Um, two classics for SWAC, the Chicago Football Classic at Soldier Field. That's going to be the first game of the season. And then the Southern Heritage Classic. So not only can you see those for football season on that, but you'll be able to see them um, see basketball games as well. So, yeah. The Central State on the NFL Network. They were on it a year ago, and it, that was Brandon Kyle's debut with Central State. If they keep him upright, he can really sling it. Speaking of quarterbacks in his conference, and can sling it. Kelvin Durham, the preseason offensive player uh, at Fort Valley State, the redshirt sophomore quarterback from Homestead, Florida. I, I tell you what, he you know he led the league in passing touchdowns and total offense. He not only can throw it, but he also can run it. That's awesome, for sure. Something else to mention, because I know we've been talking about HBCU Go being an app, but it's actually yep. a free streaming digital platform. So you can get it on cable and syndicated. If you go to the website, you're able to type in your area code, and they'll tell you exactly like what cable provider you have and what channel it's going to be All for right. everyone. Excellent. So it's not only an app, but you can actually watch it on TV, which is pretty cool. That's always good. Yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to add the app to your TV. Yeah, or you don't even have to phone. download it's anything. Very cool yeah. indeed. Yeah, it's 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 awesome for college football. I can't wait to see what it does in the future. Uh, new ownership a couple years ago, and 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 here we are now. We're in fast forward mode. Uh, now, listeners, Lorencia, you do a podcast beyond balling, if I'm not mistaken. Tell our listeners how they can catch you there and listen oh, to that yeah. podcast. 
Oh, nice, JJ. You did your research. I love that. A journalist near my heart. Um, Got yes, to. I do a podcast <laughs> called Beyond Ballin', and you guys can catch me on YouTube, um, Instagram as well. My handles are pretty much all the same, but um, it's just focusing on seeing athletes as holistic human beings, right? We get so caught up in X's and O's and who these players are on the field or on the court, but this is a chance for them to step away and talk to someone who cares a little bit more about what they got going on outside of their perspective sport. So that's kind of my baby, my um, passion project, as I'd say, and yeah. That's awesome. Hey, Thank you, you. Do, you, do you cover NIL in there and, and, and things like that and life of an athlete, stuff like that? <laughs> Yeah, so my first two episodes that aired were professional athletes. So the first one was Isaiah Todd. He plays for the Washington Wizards. And then my second one was Kyla Charles, who at the time played for the Atlanta Dream. So they were on the other side of the NIL, but Kyla's the same year as me, and Isaiah didn't even go to college. So we did talk about the NIL, but in a way of what would they have done if they were given the opportunity, so. You know what, Laurencia, what do you think of the situation that was at um... – Jackson State, Deion Sanders was there. I thought he brought a notoriety, a lot of it to the comp, to the SWAC. Of course, his son played quarterback there. He moved on with him to Colorado. And and I are are you doing any SWAC games this year? Because I tell you what, that's a that's a step up. That's D one football. And and what do you think of Deion Sanders going? Because I mean, he had an opportunity, and I understood why he did it. Yeah, you know, I have a different perspective because similar to you, you know, we see kind of like both sides of the coin. So right. as an athlete, it's it's hard to see your coach go, but understanding that this is a business at the end of the day. And if he had an opportunity where he could potentially get more money, um, I think he did what was best for him and his family. But to answer your question about SWAC games, I'm not going to be covering any, sadly, but HBCU Go will. 12 right. games we have that will be covered on HBCU Go, 12 SWAC games. So. Slack action is going to be, and it's a multi-year um, deal that HBCU Go has been able to accomplish with the SWAT conference, so that's huge. And um, great enough, all of the fans that Dion has, and all the eyes, I just say, that Dion has brought onto the SWAT conference, yes. HBCU football in general, have stayed because our viewership has definitely gone up in the past year. You know, James Houston, who plays for the Detroit Lions, he was a six-rounder last year from Jackson State. He didn't get a lot of playing time. And when he stepped right in, Dan Campbell couldn't get him off the field. It was really awesome to see that, to get to, to, to able to help to go from an HBCU school to the NFL and get a lot of playing time. I mean, there's been Jerry Rice. There's been Walter Pate. There's been a lot of great players back in the day. And, and if it can stay like that or get like that again in the future. I mean, you had a Hall of Famer, a wide receiver, Mississippi Valley State, and Rice. Of course, I mentioned Walter Payton. I mean, that is uh, Doug Williams. Uh, you know, he was a great player. Grambling, gosh, I'm so old. I saw Doug Williams play in the Silverdome when he played for Tampa Bay against the Lions back in the day. That'll kind of tell you how old I am. But no, Listen, I'm a huge fan really of Doug. Tough. I'm a huge fan of Doug because I'm actually in Washington, D.C., so, you know, he and his ties to the commanders, so I've actually met him a few times in person, and you touched on it, you know, HBCU football has a great history in the NFL, but it's been in the past, right? Um, so, I feel like a lot of people were disappointed with the amount of HBCU draftees that we've had in recent years, but when they get an opportunity 
not many of them have disappointed. So I think, you know, being able to have networks like HBCU Go and even ESPN um, that are able to stream these games and give these athletes more eyes on them, I think can help them um, with their stock in the draft. Do you have any basketball games in this part of the country on the Go app? I know that that Clayton State will that played Savannah State a year ago. I got to meet Horace Broadnax, who played at Georgetown with Patrick Ewan, won the national title in 84 for the Hoyas. Um, I, this year, I've got Clark Atlanta playing um, playing Clayton State. Do you have do you, any, are you doing any games in the SIAC down here in the, in, in the Southeast? So they're kind of keeping us compartmentalized and they haven't given our basketball season schedule just yet. So you'll be the first one to know because, yeah, it's right in your hometown. But we're not sure about basketball season yet. I think we're just all focused on football season. And the crew that you will see doing both the cable and syndicated games will continue on to basketball season. So it'll be very familiar faces and you'll see us for both sports. Well, I hope I run into some of them on, yeah. on the games. That would be awesome. For sure. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. It's just the sports reporting world I'm realizing is so small. It's awesome. It's a good circle, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> well, Lorencia, thanks for coming on today. It's about all the time we have. You're welcome here anytime. Uh, you can find Lorencia on Twitter or X. I don't know which one we're calling it yet, so I'm doing both. At LALA Moten, that's Lala Moten. And please check out her podcast, Beyond Balling, on YouTube. Thanks for joining well, us tonight. Find us on your podcast. Well, come on. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Literally. No, it's in person. So let me know if you guys actually have time and we'll get you down to DC and we'll do it. Absolutely. Sounds good to me. All right. Thank you guys so much. All right. Lorencia Moten of HBCU Go. Thanks for coming on. Have a good night, Lorencia. Thank you. And we'll continue this thing on with a little Atlanta Prime Sports Atlanta Falcons talk. Go from football to football here. The Falcons preseason, final preseason game is Thursday versus Pittsburgh, who will play their starters. Atlanta opens the season up two weeks later at home versus Carolina. How many wins do the Falcons get this season? And please go check us out at ATL Prime Sports and vote on our poll question. How many wins do you think the Atlanta Falcons will get? PC, let's start with you, buddy. Hey, you have mediocre or a mediocre NFL roster. Uh, you have a quarterback who's played three and a half games against starters. He's still a rookie. Rookies historically do not do well. So in Desmond Ritter, you, you have above talent at the running back position with Robinson. He'll be really excited. The receivers, maybe a little bit above average. The off the offensive line is average. The defensive line is average. The secondary slightly above average, and the linebacking core is average. They've lost their leading tackler two years in a row. This is a team that has overachieved in the last two years, seven and ten. I know a lot of homers out there have been saying this team can make the playoffs, and their reasoning is, and that would be you, JJ, one of them, is their reasoning is, well, they're in a lousy division, nine and eight can win it. Well, when you look at the Saints' personnel, their personnel is above average in most places, and they have the best quarterback in the division and Carr coming over from the Raiders. Now, I know Alvin Kamara will be out because he, he's had some he, he has some issues, obviously, but this is a team that has above talent 
everywhere. And when you look at the Super Bowl odds, the Falcons are 23rd out of 30, and New Orleans is a pack. Now, I know the other two teams in the division are below Atlanta, but I look at this. When I look at the Falcons' schedule, I see an eight-win season. And Coach Smith has done a really good job upgrading the personnel. They spent a ton of money. But look, a lot of it's aging personnel. And you know what? They get injuries. This is not a deep football team. So I say eight wins. I like your eight wins. Uh, I think they get one more than that. And guess what? Eight wins won the division last year. It's so not. The, the, NF, the NFL and the NFC South is the worst division in the NFL. It was released on NFL.com today if you want to go check it out. Look, I, I, nine and eight, I, I think that might be enough to win the division. And I think they can win the division. They spent tons of money revamping this roster. Jesse Bates, four years, $64 million. Uh, Oniamata, three years, 35. Linebacker Cade Ellis, who had seven sacks for New Orleans last year, which was a career high. Bates has 14 career interceptions. Guys, he's only 26 years old. He's on pace for a Hall of Fame-type career. He stays healthy, just like all the other players that I mentioned. They stay healthy. They play long periods of time for 16, 17-game seasons. All three have familiarity with the defensive coaching staff in Atlanta. And let's not mention the addition of Mac Hollins, a big physical player for Ritter to throw the ball to, six feet, four inches, 221 pounds, with four touchdowns last year with Derek Carr and the Vegas Raiders. You want to say Derek Carr is the best quarterback in this conference. He's got a under 500 record, and he's got an injury history in this league. I don't know if a player that gets injured all the time, like Michael Thomas and Derek Carr, are going to gel together right off the bat. I just don't know. Alvin Kamara is a big part of that offense. He's gone, suspended for three or four games, I believe. Jamal Williams has never been the number one guy. He's always been a secondary back, so we'll see how that reacts. And their two leading tacklers from last year are now in an Atlanta Falcons uniform with their previous defensive line coach. I don't know what everybody's sleeping on. Dominic Foxworth agrees with me. He thinks Atlanta Falcons win the division. Hold on, I'm not done yet. A lot of media around the country. Hang on. Look at all the I'm not done yet, Todd. I'm not done yet. A lot of media personnel around the country are picking the Atlanta Falcons to win the division, like Dominique Foxworth, a former Falcons player himself. I, look, I'm trying to have a conversation back and forth. I, I wasn't finished yet. What I'm trying to say is all Now the you can speak because I was done. All the experts are saying <laughs> the Falcons are going to finish second. You're going to get a few like Dominique Foxworth. I was trying to have a conversation with you. Uh, look, Derek Carr is the most proven quarterback in this in this division. He's had injuries, but you have an unproven rookie quarterback in Desmond Ritter. And, and this you keep saying rookie, but he's not a rookie. He is a rookie. He's played three and a half games. Four. He started all. He started the last four games of the season. He went two and he's two, played, and, and he, he didn't played. throw an interception. I'm not going to say he's not a rookie, but I'm not going to say he's a flat-out rookie. He's got experience in the NFL. Now, let's go. You want to conversate? Mahomes, one start, the next year, AFC Championship game. Lost to Tom Brady. Ring a bell. Jalen Hurts, four starts, the next year, NFC champion. So, recent history would tell me you don't need it. Also, you can tack Joe Burrow on in there. Gets hurt, only started four games. Super Bowl the next year. 
rare. It's rare. I can go back. Peyton Manning, I'm telling you, usually these quarterbacks need a full season of games before before they start playing. I agree with that. Well, well you it, recently point, he's only played three and a half games against starters. He started four games, Todd, and he played all four. Right in the half in the second half of the Tampa Bay game, it was against backups. It doesn't matter. The experience is there. This isn't college football. This is the NFL. There's right. 53 men on a reason, uh, 53 men that make a roster, and they're all very good football players. I'm not going to discredit your, your opinion. I mean, heck, it's all it is is opinion right now. And I'm not saying that Falcons are going to go out and knock the, knock the world off and go 11-6 and six or 17-0 and 0 like my colleague Wayne over here, but I love that. But let's face it, they spend a lot of money, and this isn't your average Atlanta Falcons team that won seven games the last two years and overachieved. Eight wins won the division last year with Tom Brady at the helm. So what are we doing? I want to hear Wayne's thoughts, and then we can we can go back and forth a little bit longer. But I do want to get a little Braves talk in because they are balling. Wayne, how many wins do you think? 17? Well, you know, I would like to say 17. Every part of me wants to say 17, but... I've decided I'm going to get realistic. I'm going to come back down to earth. 15 wins. <laughs> I like it. I, like it. I love it. Gotcha. Think of 15 and two. I'll, I'll buy everybody a lottery ticket. But <laughs> if he got, I told you, if they go 15 and two, you're going to have steaks delivered to your house. You look at the schedule, Carolina at home, maybe they get a win, a rookie quarterback. Green Bay at uh, Green Bay's playing a young quarterback, but he's got more experience. I think the Packers are going to be sneaky good. They lose that game. They go to Detroit, loss. Play at Jacksonville, who's going to be a really good team in the NFC, loss. Houston, okay, I'll give you that win. Washington, no, they won't beat them. Better defense. Tampa Bay, that's you think Washington's up. better than Atlanta personnel wise? Yeah. You're yeah. crazy. Yes, yes. No, they're not. One that ever said it. Uh, they beat them last year. Yes, personnel-wise, they are go better. Go look it up. They Tampa beat them with Heineken. And he's a Falcon now. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, a toss-up. At Tennessee, loss. Minnesota, loss. Arizona, toss-up. New Orleans, toss-up. Arizona's the worst roster in the NFL. I Come said, on, Todd. Jets, loss. Uh, you know, the only thing saving the Falcons is playing. I don't think the Jets is a loss. I, I, I'll i make a bold prediction, and I, I'll say the Packers finish with a better record than the New York Jets. <laughs> I'll make this bold statement right here today. Oh, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. But uh, no, The Packers I, have a good roster. Huh? Only, the only thing lacking is a quarterback. We, we've seen that. Gee, that's only most. Uh, look, I, 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 I'm not discrediting anybody's opinion here. All I'm saying is nine wins. We're one game off. So with the way you just mentioned, it looks like the Falcons are going to go six and eleven because that's what y'all you just named off as six wins. So I, 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 I didn't say no. I didn't say six. I said there were toss-ups in there. They can, they're going to win probably eight games. Well, you called the Cardinals a loss. No, I did a, a toss-up. I, I, I don't think the Cardinals is a toss-up game. I in my said. Opinion. Up. We will see. Time will tell. That's about all the time we have. Hey, great conversation on the Falcons. Let's move on. Let's get another win total. We are sticking with the win total theme. The Braves were the first team in Major League Baseball to reach the 80 win mark. How many games will the Braves win at season's end? I'm saying 103. I said it at the beginning of this year. 
That's the number I stuck with through 100 games. That was the pace. They were 64 and 36. Another pace to look out for, though, is currently on pace for 309, 310, depending on the math you do, for home runs in a season that would tie or break the 2019 Twins record for, for home runs. They currently sit at 239. So watch out for that pace. But my answer for that one, I think 103. It's what I said at the beginning of the year. Todd, what say you? Well, it depends on if, if you get some key injuries down the stretch. It's also going to depend uh, how big the division lead is, where, where the Snickers going to rest some players. Uh, to sit here and give you a number, I, I'm not going to give a number because at this particular moment in time, those things can have a uh, can have an impact on the winning record. They'll most likely win 100 games. What are they at 81 now? So you know they play around around 500 ball. They're, they're going to be well over 100 games. But you know what? Nobody's going to care how many regular season uh, wins they have. Nobody. The only thing they're going to care about, uh, unfortunately, is the ring. They either get it or they don't. They have the best record in the league. Um, we can go on to the next subject. I mean, to me, they can have all the home runs they want, but if they bow out in the National League playoffs and they don't make it to the World Series, nobody's going to remember that neither. Yeah, which brings us to our next topic about the Braves. Where does this Braves team rank in terms of all-time Braves teams? Uh, look, uh, on paper, this is one of the best ones ever, but... Uh, Special teams are crowned champions, and you can have a special season and not be a champion. So this is a super special season because Atlanta is doing something that is unprecedented and could never be seen before if they eclipse the 309 home run mark, which they are well on pace to do. 120-plus runs, 165-plus hits, 35-plus home runs. Those are all first-inning numbers, folks. First-inning numbers. It's the best in baseball. This team offensively. They got go ahead, Todd. I oh, no, you this, but go ahead. You can't you can't deny the power numbers. You're right. Yeah, it's set seven players with 20 plus home runs, five of them with 25 plus more. Uh this is no 1995 team with three frontline pitchers, but boy, you do have three or four arguably Hall of Fame type players if they keep this pace up, of course, which is a big if. But, I mean, Michael Harris is playing a Hall of Fame level right now. Acuna is the MVP. Austin Riley's playing great. And, golly, you take away the first, oh, four weeks of the season from Marcelo Zuna, that guy's batting like 300. And he's got the longest hit streak in Major League Baseball going right now. So, uh, unbelievable what this team has done on paper. They got to finish it out, though. Um, look. The 98 Braves won the most games, 106, Todd, as you know, and they caught a hot Ken Caminetti and a hot Tony Gwynn and lost in the LCS. And then they caught the best Braves, uh, best dang Yankees team in my mind, the 98 Yankees. No one's beating that team for nothing. So this is a pretty historic Braves program, uh, a pretty special team, if you ask me. One, one of the most special ones in recent memory. Um, if they get crowned champion, that's another category of special. TC, what do you think? Where does this team rank at all-time Braves? Well, I mean, look, the, the season's not done. I mean, what, what is today? August 23rd. So, in terms of power numbers, we'll see where they finish. They've got a chance to eclipse the Twins record, which you've stated. They have several players in double digits in the lineup, which you've stated. 
you stated Marcel Zuna got off to the slow start. You, you can't count. You, you, the slow start is what it is. His numbers are what they are. Uh, Ronald Acuna has, has stayed healthy, which to me is a huge, huge um, uh, bonus for Atlanta. Uh, staying healthy is a must. That's one player I don't think Atlanta can win the championship without. I mean, he gives you a, a Ricky Henderson. Not again, anyway. <laughs> What's that? So not again, anyway. <laughs> no, we're not doing it again. That's 2021 when uh, Alex Anthopoulos revamped the outfield. That's not happening now. We're past the deadline. But you look at it, and, 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 and with Acuna's got some special numbers with the home runs, the average, and the RBIs at the leadoff spot. That's really tough to do because a lot of times you're just coming up and it's just you. There's nobody on base, especially to start the game. Now, the stolen base numbers, uh, yeah, they're what are they 55? I don't know what they are. I'm guessing 55, 58, so, 59. I think he's right around the 60 mark. Okay, that's skewed. Okay, that's because of the stupid rules in Major League Baseball where you can only throw over twice and he knows he's going to go the third time or you got to pick him off or he's out or he gets the free base. I mean, all the stolen base numbers are just skewed. Ricky Henderson, Lou Brock. They're laughing their ass off at the at the rules today in Major League Baseball where you can take a base. That's ridiculous. In terms of uh, being a great team all time, this rotation doesn't stack up with the 95 Braves and the three Hall of Famers and, and et cetera. Um, does, it line, does it stack up in terms of power numbers? Well, yes. Does it stack up in terms of average numbers? Uh, I haven't looked to see what the 95. Oh, it's, it's way it's way higher than their average was. Way higher, about 35 points offensively. So is the team batting average of this year's club is it higher than the 95 Braves? They're they're they're, they're, they're really close to doing something no major league baseball team has done. Uh, what do you it's mean? Unprecedented. Their, their average a couple weeks ago as a team was 275. That's that's not unprecedented. Maybe in Atlanta Braves history, but Major League history, it's not unprecedented. Teams back in the day hit for average uh, better than they do today. There's a record amount of strikeouts in the game, and there's a record amount, uh, least amount of balls put in play. It's either a walk, a strikeout, or a home run. Uh, I, I, you know, it's still that way thanks to the launch angle. Look, it, 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 you know, just to say it real quick. They didn't need a pitch count. All they need to do with the umpires is tell the players to get back in the box, raise the mound up, back the fence up. You'll see less home runs, but these players will be required to put the ball and play more. I'm going to go back to the question. Uh, they're not as good. Now, in the bullpen, I'll definitely say this club was better than the 95 Braves. But the rotation, it's not even close. Now, the lineup. I mean, the lineup is probably deeper. It's way better. But, it's but, way better. But it's way pitch, better. But pitching wins games. I've got to give it to the Unless you're the 21 Braves. Yeah, you got three Hall of Famers, and and you you know you had a Hall of Fame third baseman on that team too. Where we don't know who's going to be a Hall of Famer from this group yet. It's all projection. So Wayne, what do you got? Where where do you uh, see the Braves finishing win total wise? No, well, it's definitely going to be uh, close to 100, if if not slightly over it. But, you know, I'm a Texas fan, and so right now I'm kind of suffering a little bit. Yes, it hurt. A little losing uh, streak. Well, I, I, I will say this, and I, this is a guarantee, that after a six-game losing streak, the Texas Rangers will not lose tonight. 
Who are they playing? I don't even know. I like well, it. They don't play. They don't play tonight. They play. Uh, oh, that's the why they won't tomorrow. lose tonight. Okay. That's exactly why they won't lose. I like it. Hey, that's great. That's a great statistic because it's a hundred percent factually correct. They right. will not but, lose tonight. You and know folks, what? Dog fight with Houston, and yeah. tell you what, Seattle is came up, and they could steal that division after all. They really could. They're playing yeah. extremely good ball right now. Well, it's been and, fun it, down the stretch. A lot of pennant races. A lot of teams still in the wild card. At yeah, one well, Texas Texas has to play. Season. Texas has to play four games against uh, Minnesota coming up, and Minnesota is trying to stay on top of uh, their division now. So it's not going to be an easy. Yeah, you know, that's funny you mentioned that. I mean, the Twins, I think, are, what, seven games up on the Tigers and uh, a handful of games up on whatever you call them now, the Commanders. Yeah, I think uh, it's four, four and a half. The, 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 uh, the Guardians, whatever. Yeah. Um, whatever. The Guardians, right. So that is the worst division in baseball, there's no doubt. But the other two Americans. Guard. Huh? They say go Guards. Uh, yeah. Anyway, no guards. But the sad thing is, Detroit is what nine games under, and they still have an outside chance to win the division. If the Yankees were in last place in the East, the Yankees spent. Matter of fact, you mentioned it, the Falcons spent all that money. The Yankees spent hey, all that money. Speaking of the Tigers, the what's that? So speaking of the Tigers, what Parker about Meadows major league debut? Oh, yeah. Well, he's up and, you know, he's done all right for himself. He's got a triple and a beautiful diving catch and center. Yeah, he had a triple and a single on his major league debut, uh, a triple in the second of the doubleheader. I spoke with his mom yesterday. Hats off to the Meadow Brothers. Austin, our thoughts are with you, brother. Get with your brother in the show, man. That'd be an awesome. Well, awesome. that's what would help the Tigers. That's that would, that would help the Tigers, baby. It would Austin, get your head right. Parker, congratulations. Guys, let's get to our final thoughts. Hey, hey, can we, hey, can we finish the baseball just for a minute? Sure. So, stick with the American League if you don't mind. We got a little bit. Um, you know, that's the worst division in baseball, the Central. The East and the West, well, the East is loaded. The Yankees spent all that money. You mentioned the Falcons spending all that money. You know, spending money just doesn't matter. If your players are injured and you're not playing well, I mean, look at Look at the big payrolls in baseball. The Yankees a mess. Everybody was saying that was going to be the World Series this year. Guess what? The Yankees are going to finish last, and the Mets could finish last. So, you know, spending the money doesn't mean anything. Tampa Bay doesn't spend anything, and all they do is win. I mean, it really is incredible what a team like Baltimore does. They're not on a big payroll. That AL East is a monster. And look at the Angels. They spend a ton of money. They're not winning. Flip over the NL. Look, look, look at um, who else has spent a lot of money. Well, the Dodgers—they've cut payroll. The Cubs spent a lot of money, but they're 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 on the their brink. The Cubs spent a ton of money in the off season. Thank God they're in the Central. Think about that. If they were yeah. in the West, they they would be they would their only alternative to the playoff would be would be the wild card. Yeah. So, well, I've I've got a question for you, Todd, because yeah. now I'm now I'm confused. If spending all this money doesn't result in anything positive like you would think, uh, how in the heck am I supposed to follow the money? You follow the money because the money you follow the money because that's what the team's doing with the money. Texas, yeah, but money. if it if it, ain't, if it ain't winning, then why am I following it? Maybe I need to follow whatever's winning. 
You know what? Uh, Todd's tongue is twisted. (laughs) You know what? No, it's not. And I'll answer that question. Because if they spend a lot of money the next year, what do you think they're going to – this year, what are they going to do with the payroll next year? How are they going to alternate that money? Are they going to lower it? Are they going to go with you? Are they even going to spend more money like like the Mets and still fall apart? See, you always got to follow the money, especially when it comes to business decisions in all levels of sports from peewee to the pros. Follow the money. Oh, that's hilarious. Let's get to our final thoughts, fellas. That wraps up our show. If you like the content, please like, please subscribe, and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at ATL Prime Sports. The PGA Tour Championship tees off tomorrow, Thursday afternoon. The top 30 golfers in the world play right here in Atlanta at at Eastlake Golf Club. Defending champion Rory McIlroy tees off Thursday at 1.49 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Looking forward to a fun weekend of golf and a little college football week zero, folks. Get ready. That's my final thought. <laughs> Wayne, well, what you got? Well, I, my final thought is going to be probably a final thought all the way up until, uh, what is it, September 7th when the uh, regular season finally starts. I, I'm I'm tired of these um, – don't matter games and i'm ready to get into some real football where some people can play some uh, bets and win some real money you know what it's good you know what i understand that as a fan if i can elaborate on that for a minute i really understand that but these preseason games there's only three of them now and they really do matter for guys that are trying to make the club i love the so. steelers are doing they're playing the falcons what tomorrow night at 7 30 in the dome they're playing their starters they're playing Kenny Pickett. They're looking good. This team may be a surprise in the AFC. Really, to me, it depends on that offensive line because huh, they've got Georgia boys on offense and pick, uh, Pickens and uh, uh, what uh, uh, Pickens from um, UGA. Yeah, Pickens from UGA, Washington from U- UGA. Uh, Pickett, the quarterback. Pickett to Pickens. Uh, you're and the the P's are going to be the alphabet in Pittsburgh. This Pickett year. fences, right? And, and, and they got Harris, the running back. Really, if the Steelers open up some holes and are able to get some balance, their defense is above average. They'll be a sleeper in the AFC. You're going to see them play Pittsburgh tomorrow night. To elaborate on his point, I want to include you guys. I'm my final thoughts today because oh we're getting to the final thought nice I want to include all of you I really do I want to share I want to have a conversation you know I'm going to pose this question to you guys and and I'll I'll have the question who is in the better situation to me this is so obvious Desmond Ritter or Carson Beck and to me it's Carson Beck for the dogs, this kid, I saw it on Rookie Watch on Twitter, and I've heard uh, in circles around the NFL, just you hear it from the grapevine every day, if Carson Beck plays really well, he could be a top 10 draft choice in next year's NFL draft. I tell you what, he's got all the tools. He don't have the mobility. Is a question in there? Yep, it is. I promise you it is. Stetson, I, I did ask the question. I said, no, I know. I'm teasing with you. I know. Stetson Bennett, I mean, Carson Beck is in a way better position to succeed than Desmond Ritter. Well, of course, to succeed. But this this is apples and oranges. It's the NFL and college. 
right. You're right. Thank you for that. He's got elite talent around him. And every position at Georgia, he's got five-star talent on the line. He's got – I know they're a little – Duh, good. I mean, duh. It's not even Go a ahead. question. Of course Carson Beck's got the keys to a Ferrari. But yep. Desmond Renner's got the way better situation. He's in the NFL getting paid. I oh, mean, what do you think Carson Beck is? He's getting paid too. <laughs> not, not as much as Desmond Ritter. I guarantee you that. Uh, you might, Desmond Ritter's a third-round pick, and Desmond Ritter's starting to get the reps. And let me tell you something. Desmond Ritter's got pretty good tight end to throw to. I mentioned Matt Collins, Scotty Miller, a veteran wide receiver, Drake London, a second round, Jonu Smith, first-round draft pick, Ferrari, beyond Robinson. A pretty good, according to Pro Football Focus, top 10 offensive line. And let me tell you what, this team looks pretty good. I, I don't know why you're saying the personnel is so bad, but you may want to do your research on, 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 on how good this team could be. But, but yes, of course, Carson Beck's got a better situation. Who wouldn't want to play for the Georgia Bulldogs, a two-time defending national champion, versus a team that's lost 70% of its games in the history of its time? So... I, I, that's, that's, that's it, it for man. But I, I mean, it's Wayne, what's your easy. thoughts? Because Carson Beck's playing with five stars on the line. They are banged up at running back. It's, they have me, it's comparing apples and oranges. I right. mean, they're both they great situations. They have elite wide receivers. and they have Because here's the deal. Carson Beck's got pressure on him. If he doesn't <laughs> perform, he's going to be the guy that lets it crumble. Desmond Ritter, house money. Oh, house money. money. If he doesn't play well next year, it's not house money. The Falcons will be drafting in the top That's 10. That's the NFL. That's why it's the NFL. You get paid to do your job. Right, but so, which not house well, money. Let's let Lane answer and, let, and let's get the heck out of here. Well, hey, hang on. You said he was playing with house money. Let me just say this. It's not, he's not playing with house money. If he doesn't play well, the Falcons are going to draft in the top 10. Correct, because there's no expectations for him. Well, there, there's there, none. There's absolutely no expectations for Desmond Ritter. There are. You just said this is going to be a team that's going to win the division and make the playoffs. You just I did not say they were going to win the division. I said they're going to win nine games, and that could win the division. Oh, what a, eight games won the division last year. You know what? You guys, I, I tell you, here's the deal. That's what I said. That's exactly what and I said. Beck could be making more money than Desmond Ritter. You don't know his NIL situation. You can go look it up, but I, look, I, let's let let's let Wayne answer the question, and we'll get out of here because I, I just think that's apples to oranges. It is, but he's what, what's your thought? Who, who has the better situation, Beck or Ritter? I would say Ritter. Yeah, oh, same way. It's the NFL. You just got drafted. There's no expectation. You're in the NFL. No, no. Give me Carson Beck. Carson Beck, if he plays apples and oranges, I'd rather. Would you rather play in the NFL or college, Todd? Well, I'd rather be in Carson Beck's shoes, and here's why. Because no, and answer the question: Would you rather play in the NFL or in college? I'm trying to answer, but you interrupted me. Carson Beck, if he plays well this year, he'll be a top ten NFL draft choice. He'll be in a better situation than Desmond Ritter. He's on an elite NFL. He's on an elite college football team who has a chance to three-peat. Desmond Ritter's on a team with average NFL personnel except for certain positions. And oh, if Desmond boy. Ritter does not play well this year, who, he won't be starting in the NFL next year. There's a lot of pressure on him. There's pressure on Beck, too, don't get me wrong. But Beck's chances of succeeding 
or higher than Ritter's based on the personnel rank. Yeah, because it's, again, the apples to oranges. It's the NFL versus college football. That's why I said, would you rather play up at the highest level or one below it? That wasn't that wasn't it's my an opinion question. There's no wrong answer here. It's right. a matter of opinion on if you cherish the NFL more or the college. And I'd rather play at the highest level than be a question at the college level. But hey, everybody has their their tits and tats, and obviously you'd rather play college football in this situation. No, that's fine, that, guys. That's our final thoughts. Go hey, ahead, wait, finish it up. I never said that. You put words in my mouth. I said I would rather be in Carson's Beck situation in terms of winning because he's got elite college talent oh. around him. And and okay. if he plays so, well, so you've never answered college. my question. Oh, okay, okay. So now now let's ask the question that I asked. Would you rather play in the NFL or college? Would I rather play in the NFL or college? It depends on the money. If I've got more NIL oh, money, God. this is what I'm talking. You can't even do it. You can't even have fun with you. Yeah, I can't. I was going to answer it. You didn't let me finish. I just said if my NIL money is better in college and I'm throw better- everything out the window, NIL, everything out the window. Did Five I- years ago, would you rather play in the NFL or college? Well, I'll get to it. I told you it depends on the situation. If- no, not depending. Don't do not do any depending. Well, NFL or college. Then I can answer the question. In Carson Beck's situation, if he plays well, he's a top 10 NFL draft choice. Well, you you be- said that four times. I, I, I got it. Well, I, but I keep saying it because I can't get to the ending because you won't let me get to the ending. I'm trying to get to the ending. I really am, but you won't let me get there. I told you, if he he'll, he'll have a top ten pick, he'll he'll make more money. We don't know his money now, and I'll tell you what: a third round pick is only making so much money in the NFL, and it takes him five years to get to the money. There's a lot of college. There's a lot of guys in college right now that are playing college ball that are making more than the guys in the NFL. Thanks to NIL. Not so, There's only a couple guys that are making more than a million dollars a year. There's only a couple. Yeah, you, there's you, more than you get your six-figure deals. You, you get your high six figures. Most guys aren't making anywhere close to a million dollars a year. And that's exactly what Desmond Ritter is getting is a million dollars a year. I'm just telling you right now, these players are going to make big money sitting in college for four years due to the NIL, due to where they start. Look, I'm just telling you, I like the the, the team. Oh, you're telling me, but I can't have an opinion unless it's yours, basically. Because no, go ahead. Honestly, I Wayne and I are throwing everything out the window and saying we'd rather play at the highest level. Again, Look, this, you're this, is nine, this is a stupid conversation. I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to do the host yes, thing. I'm going to wrap yes, this show up. You're asking me what level I'd rather play at. That's a different yeah, period. Cut. That's it. I'm not asking any circumstances, no NIL, no nothing. What rather would you rather play at the highest level or that's one below it? That's a different question than I posed to you. If I would have posed that question from the beginning, I, I would see I, again. That's what you're not. You're not hearing me. I, I, I don't hear you. I would rather question. play the NFL. Duh. There we go. It's an opinion question. I'd rather play in the NFL. Period. I, I don't too. care. But I asked the question, whose situation is better to succeed? And I still think Ritter's is better because no, it's the it's NFL. Perfect. It's that simple to me. Your opinion. We have different opinions on right. it, Bob. It's okay. 
correct. No, you're yelling at me, and I'm just trying to tell you the That's whole time. I got an opinion. For you, you can't have a conversation. <clears throat> I'm I let you talk the entire time, buddy. This is on film. We'll let the people decide in the comments as they usually do. Folks, for Todd Corder on the other side of Atlanta, for Wayne Ridenauer in Memphis, Tennessee, we are all ATL Prime Sports. I'm JJ Jurjevich. Thanks for tuning in, folks. We'll see you next week. Get your-